He got a new phone. Because this is when you know you're beginning to become your dad. <laughs> I didn't want. I did not want the newer phones because they don't have a button. I, but you know, my daughter wanted a new phone. I wanted to get an upgraded phone and pass phones down to my other kids. So I ended up with the iPhone 11 Plus Max, Ooh. Or Max Plus, or whatever it is, Pro Max Plus. So many words. All I know is, all I do all the time now is tap it and ask it to see my face ID. And as you know, if you're wearing a COVID mask, it doesn't recognize it. People at Apple, hear me and hear me well. Stop changing things. (laughs) John doesn't like like it when people change things. Pianos have been the same for five, six hundred years. Hammers, things like that. Basic tools. Leave Once you find it works, you leave it alone. No. This is the small business podcast that is sweeter than all the rest. Marketing, media, and cupcakes. Welcome to Marketing, Media, and Cupcakes. Hi, I'm John Ando. I am a filmmaker and a media consultant, and along with me is my beautiful wife, Angel. Hi there. And she does a customer service thing with a Fortune 500 company. She, she, everybody who calls and orders things from this big company talks to probably somebody you've trained in some areas. In some degree. I, 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 I just think I can't, I think we really just need to, I, I don't know what I am anymore. But, but you're a customer service person. I am not. That's the thing. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> but you are, you, tra- but. Well, by nature, yes. Yes, well, that's my point. That, but not by definition you, any well, longer. I, that. It, I, I work I, in the Department of Customer Service. Yes. I am responsible for I, training, documentation. But you're very the resp- good at customer service. I am. When we talk, when the. Very good. When people, like we had to talk to, let's, let's just, let's just rake somebody under the table who can pull, pull the plug on our business. We have GoDaddy.com for the Ondo Media website. Oh, it, sweet sugar. And we've we've had to deal with their customer service because of an issue, not of anyone's fault. Not we, their fault at all. How was their customer service? Phenomenal. Why do you say that? Michael, shout out Michael. God love you. Michael did everything right that he was supposed to do. He continually was checking in. He continued. I mean, we were on the phone for an hour and 15 minutes, still didn't have the, still didn't have the situation fixed. Every time he'd have to put me on hold, he'd come back and check in and say, I'm so sorry about this. You know, I'm just, I have to do this. And I'm in, I said, Hey, it's fine. No worries. But you but felt it, as a customer, he was attending he to your was needs. literally yes. going above and beyond to try to fix the mucked up scenario that I created and it was of my doing, and he was trying to fix it. And he listened with intent. I think he was a little newer simply because he wasn't as quick from like right. how to solve it. But there was, an, I had no issue with that hour and a half because I didn't realize it was that long. I can be on the phone for five minutes with someone if you think and it yeah, feels like a thousand hour, yeah. years because they're so bad. And you're hanging it. on to your desk for dear life because you're waiting for the hold on a moment and click, 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 and you're gone. And you know you've got to go through it all over again because they did the little magical hang-up routine. Yeah, yes. So that, that's an example of customer service, which Angel, uh, I think, is very good at, at training and, and observing problems, and we deal with this all the time. We love t- watching the shows like Bar Rescue and Hotel Impossible and all oh, these things yeah. where you see bad customer service and these guys go in and fix I think this is what Angel really should be doing sometime in her life as she goes in and works with customer service. But nevertheless, nevertheless, on that point, what we're going to do on today's show is kind of fun because uh, we, are in a, we are a podcast that is designed to help and encourage small businesses, whether that small business that's in your heart right now has not been birthed and growing like a seed 
like my cucumber plants in my garden. Birthed and growing. Yes. I don't know how I feel Not about any of those words. Okay. I don't know. Because now I have like placenta. Hasn't popped out and blown Oh, out. Lord. Okay. Just like you're squirting when I'm talking about <laughs> well, my, I don't. Yeah, so. my ice cream. You don't? <laughs> okay. Here's the thing. If, you're, if, if you've got a small business, you have a dream of a small business, you think, I think I should do this. We're a good small, we're a good small business podcast. Yes. So today we're going to do something fun. Yes. We're we're going to ask these uh, these questions. They're top 30 questions that small business owners have asked getting started. And Angel and I are going to shoot these at each other. We have we don't know what they are and we're going to kind of respond based on our own experiences yes. both with our small businesses and large business experience. And hopefully it'll be encouraging and kind of fun. We're going to put a 2-minute two, two timer on Gene. And we're going to hear uh, how the responses go, so we'll keep it moving. And if you have questions, uh, you can certainly email us. John at ondomedia.com is my email. And one other thing I just want to mention before we get into the game here. Yes. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Um, we The COVID crisis has taken quite a toll on podcasters. And even us, we don't have as many listeners as we used to because if people just aren't listening and we get it and we appreciate it. But if you do listen, would you do us a favor? This would mean a lot to us. Would you share our podcast and uh, and like us and, and uh, follow us on Facebook as well as on Instagram? We're going to be putting up a website soon and, and trying to increase... Some of the things we're doing here at Marketing Me Cupcakes, but we really appreciate you listening to us. And if you would just uh, let us know uh, through an email or subscribing or whatever, that would be great because we're trying to kind of recover from the COVID as yes. everybody's doing. And uh, and we would love to see some uh, some more folks find us. So that would be great if you could help us out with that. So let's begin. So do you want me to ask a question of you first, or do you want a question of me? We're two minutes uh, response, and, and I've told Angel if she doesn't like the question, she can choose to go back and answer another question. But since we have not or done another question, you're stuck. You can give me the question, and if I don't like it, I'm going to make you answer it. Oh, that's clever. Okay, we can try yes. that. Yes. All right, we can. We, so we can. don't go back and change your questions. Well, some of these, uh, some of these, I've got to modify them slightly for, so they make sense. But uh, this is, I've got one for you if you'd okay. like to. Are you Let's ready? Let's start. Okay, this is the uh, first uh, small business insight question, dun, dun, and the dun. question is: uh, Do I have to get a loan for my small business? Well, in my personal opinion, it depends on what you're doing. So, as I was told back when I was young, when I wanted to start my own cupcake business and mm -hmm. have a bakery way back when i was told by my uncle you need capital 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 mm -hmm. aka money you need money you need money you money everything i've read everything i've seen you do have to have some amount of money now right. do you need a loan not necessarily if you have friends you have relatives that are willing to loan you something invest. sure invest thank you is the mm -hmm. right word um don't take on partnerships but john's mentioned that before because that can always l lead to losing your friends and family. But again, it depends on what you're doing. So do you need equipment? Do you need an actual space? Do you need certain things that you can't afford? So your answer initially is it's conditional. So what's it conditioned on? What what why do you need a loan to start a cupcake business since that's your expertise here? I would say I did not. Okay. Simply because I am not doing a storefront. Right. So anything you're doing out of your home, I would think does not require a loan. Because if you're doing something already out of your home, more than likely, it's something you already enjoy doing most right. often. It's something that you've taken as a hobby and you've turned it into a business. Hobby turns into a business, absolutely. And you already probably have a good majority of the items that you need. So you have to kind of play it out as to how big, you know, 
we remodeled our kitchen, but that wasn't because of the business. That was no. just something I always wanted to do, but it helped. You, but you had the it business. in mind because when you yes. remodeled it, you thought of some things we needed to do to make sure it was correct. Could be coded or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. So I no, I don't think people need a loan necessarily. But again, if you're trying to start like my son, a home a business, t-shirt business, m- maybe not. He has to have equipment. He has to have ink. He has to have so many Product. different things. Um, and things that just you can't walk out to a store like I can and grab a dozen eggs and flour and sugar. Right. He has to order things online that have to come from different places, and my time is up. Well, there's the little <laughs> the little alarm. Okay, very well done. See, that's how we're going to do this. Two minutes to two minute answer. So I know we haven't seen the questions. So Angel, you're up next. Okay, so when you started Ondo Media, did you have to consider any legal things? Any legal aspects to your business? Yes. Uh, a couple things that I had in mind, and, and uh, obviously everybody's sort of familiar with LegalZoom.com. Um, the, I, had a leg- I had my first legitimate client. was a church. It was people I knew from back home. They needed to do a fundraising video, and they came to me, um, and, which made me think, first of all, I'm getting money. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I can spend money. Mm-hmm. And so the first thing uh, I was concerned about is making Ondo Media legal because we all have heard the unfortunate stories of somebody. Uh, and actually, we've one of our one of our clients' friends here uh, at uh, Ondo Media is going through this right now. Uh, they they had a client that is taking them to court because of they claim that they didn't deliver on their promise. Well, the, the simple fact of the matter is they had full documentation, da 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 and they're going to they're gonna get the case, and it's going to be fine. But my concern was being a business that wasn't really a business, you could get sued and lose your home. You mm-hmm. could lose your savings. You could have a big, big problem. So legally, you do need, I think you must have an LLC or whatever. Consult someone who knows their stuff, a, an attorney or someone, uh, legal zoom is fine, but just make sure you, you get what you need. I spent maybe three or $400 to get the documentations. You don't have to spend, I don't think you spent hardly anything to make. Mm-mm. No, I didn't. Cause um, there's a lot of things that are on there that are free that you can yeah. go out and find. But I definitely think, um, running it under the table for too long, puts you at risk, puts your family and your finances at risk. So I do suggest you make the minor investment of getting LLC'd or something so you have protection yes. from your keeping separation between your home and your business. Exactly. So now I got to look my... Okay, so here is... Uh, what was the one I just had here? Oh, I just lost it. Oh, here it is. Okay. Do I need to know accounting and bookkeeping to start a business? I would highly recommend that you have some level of detail. And if you are not a detailed person, then you definitely need to find a program that will help you get to those details, or you will have to invest in someone who can. So give me an idea as somebody who's thinking about starting a business. I, I, I have a talent for something. I like building or doing something. What am I going to need to keep records of, receipts of, expenses of? What All am of I it. required? All of it. Okay. I mean, does it have to be paper or can it be scanned it on my phone? It can be scanned. Okay. Is if you have a repository to put things in, oh, you can scan painful. everything. <laughs> Not a suppository. Oh, okay. um, but again, it just, I am, see, I work again because of my current full-time job mm-hmm. and what I have to do and when I travel and things and expenses and what I have to make sure that I am able to speak to. 
you would want to be able to do the same thing. So again, nobody ever wants to be audited. No one ever wants to find out. Edward. So if, you're, mm -hmm. if your business becomes real, you want to be able to prove what you're claiming as an expense, if you're claiming as a sale. So let me skip ahead. So you, so we need to keep these records. Yes. Um, there's things like FreshBooks and QuickBooks and QuickIn and so forth. Yes. And some of them are, some people use it for their home. Correct. So if you if you enjoy doing taxes, you'll probably be okay. Yes. If you're somebody who cannot figure out your accounting program for your bank, and this is going to be a problem, right? I would say if you're not somebody who really enjoys, you don't even have to enjoy it, but it's something that you you can do. It's I don't want to ever say it's simple math because that's that's dumbing it down too much. There's a little bit more to it, but if you find a program that you can understand, the biggest thing is documentation. It's simple. It's documenting. So, so you gotta have the documents or the documentation. So that gonna, is the biggest thing. So the question, so the answer is yes, you're going to need to know something or you're going to need to know someone. Correct. So that's the biggest, that would just be, yep. Okay. Know something or someone. Okay. Your time is up and I can't get the thing to shut up. Okay. So your question. So this is kind of a silly question, but I still, you know, I liked it okay. um, because it makes sense. But well, this is the question I wanted to ask because I saw it and I just thought it was funny. Can you operate a business out of your home? <laughs> if you're doing like you do with cupcakes or I do with marketing and media and, and media create, which is basically a computer, yes. If you're manufacturing rockets for Elon Musk, no, you can't <laughs> do that from your home. Um, but, uh, you know, here's... Well, here's maybe spin this. What are some of the advantages that you have learned... Well, from operating out of your home, here, from a tax sure. perspective, or some of the other advantages, the things that we would call may not have a dollar value, but are priceless. The, the, I'll just start with the one disadvantage. There is a slight disadvantage for me when a client says, and at least I think it's a disadvantage, when they said, well, I'd like to come and I, can I come to your office? And I'm like, well, I work out of my home. Now, that used to be very like, oh, you know, or I work out of a coffee shop. That used to be very negative. Anymore, though, no, and especially since COVID, everybody's working out of their home, so yep. it's not a big deal anymore. Um, I work with, uh, well, RTY Productions. He uh, was working on jingles for me right now. He works out of his home about 30 minutes from here. I'm working with a great animator up in Youngstown right now. He works out of his home. All three of us work out of our home and are doing... I think very well with our work and it's it is lovely to get up and go downstairs and start working and stop and go out and get a cup of coffee and work out of your home so it's a, i think it's a, a a great advantage in this day and age where um covid and all this is going on i i would be losing my shirt right now with a building and i and i really don't need it um i can work at my computer at my home do all my work. Now I do have an office set up. It does look, I do, I have a professional setup. When people come down here, they see the awards, they see the edit suite with lots of monitors and it looks better than a lot of places that have been around. But, uh, I, I have wanted to, uh, to get mm -hmm. a studio. There'd be absolutely no use for me to do that yep. in my case. So, um, your time is up. So yeah, I, I don't, I think working out of your home, if you haven't spent money on an office yet, boy, this is a great time not to go and buy an office. You know, it, it's really, I, I I love doing what I do, but I know that can't work for everyone. Yes. But if you, uh, if some people can't, will work better under an office. And we've talked about that with COVID. But yep. So what is your social media strategy? 
So my social media strategy needs a lot of work. Um, I see a lot of different people, um, especially people that do what I do. And because I think they do it full time, they're literally posting something every day. Mm -hmm. They're posting pictures of things they've they're making or have made every single day. I don't have I don't do the volume that people do um, in order to do that. And I'm also think I should be showing my work and not other people's work. So I probably need a better social media plan or a better social media presence. So let me ask you this. If what if you had to set three goals for social media marketing for Angel's Custom Cupcakes, what would you do? What would you be your top things right now you wish you could do? Well, I wish I feel like I'm my message doesn't get or my information or my site or whatever doesn't really get to all the possible people, possible people that it could um, because most of the people that end up finding me, I think I can only maybe count five people on my one hand that didn't find me where if I backtrace it through right. that knew somebody. So it's like if you go three levels down, so it's a that's referral. how they saw it is because the fact that a friend of mine referred him. either referred him or they liked my page and saw it in their feed. So random people who don't know me or know a friend, they just they have a hard time finding me. And, you know, the one thing I will so say... So I didn't give you three things. No, but I think the one thing that I, I always encourage small businesses with, because they'll come come to me and we'll do a video or something, and they're like, well, I, and I say, how are you doing your business? Well, I it's referral. And they almost say it like it, it's apologetic. It's like, you know what? If you don't have referrals, you don't have a business. Yeah. You, because it probably tells me you, you suck and you're not good oh, at what you do. Not necessarily. Well, the, but the point of the matter is you typically, let's take uh, your son, my stepson's t-shirt business. He has people coming back for more. Yes. And and so that works very well for him. So if he had a product that no one had been coming back for, mm -hmm. I'd say you got a problem. So people always come back to your cupcakes. People always come back for my video production. And I think if you've got that, then please don't don't lose sleep at night. You have a good product. Mm -hmm. um, it's just you, you just want to improve your social media. Yeah. Um, so don't. Uh, I would be more. Here's why I always say it. I would be more concerned if you did not have referrals than uh, than a social media strategy. If you don't have referrals, a social media strategy is not going to really help you because there's probably another problem with your business. You're overpriced. Your your product's not good. Uh, or something has gone wrong. So that's my 10 cents on that. So, okay, we got a couple more left. Okay, so what do you really do or what really should you do to market your business? Is is Facebook the only way? Is Instagram the only way? Or are there other opportunities that you could? Absolutely. So give us some other things outside what we know is the norm so I'll, I'll give you a couple little things, and, and this may or may not relate. I can only give you stuff because I do filmmaking and video production. So, uh, for example, something we did that we thought would work that did not work is we did a booth oh. at a trade show. Yes. Spent about $5,000. Got nothing out of it. Nothing. Um, and, and now, was it the wrong year? Was it, the, it A lot of different things could still be, but that didn't do anything for us. I thought the trade show, and trade shows are often places you think, that's where you get business and you probably do, but it didn't work for me. Now on the flip side, angels, custom cupcakes. One of the things we did, I don't know if it generated any more business, but we were offered an opportunity to do a, 
uh, a spring fest thing where you could sell your cupcakes. And I think it was a great opportunity for people to see the cupcakes and for us to get feedback. Um, I don't know if we got any other business from that, but that's to me also marketing. So you can, you can say, what about Facebook? I think Facebook has got a lot of potential, but as I'm learning and I'm working, I've gone from being a guy who would design and work with people's strategies for Facebook and Instagram. And I still do that to a light degree. I have other people now working with me on things because you have Google Analytics and Google Ads and Google this and Google that and LinkedIn and everything else. So there, there's unfortunately a lot of things. It used to be in the old days, we could say, let's just buy a TV commercial. Let's just buy a radio commercial. Let's sure. buy a billboard. There is a million different ways you can market and you've got to know your audience and where they're at. Um, and so, for example, Angel's Custom Cupcakes is located on the east side of Columbus, Ohio. It would do us no good to market things on the west side of Ohio, uh, west side of Columbus, because people aren't going to travel for what we're doing. So it's uh, it, so marketing is is very tricky. Uh, it doesn't have to be expensive, and and look at the areas too where you can donate. That's an area I, I did a lot. I did a lot of donations in the early days of Ondo Media. I would, I would produce simple, like $1,000 or less videos for some nonprofits. And, and the trade would be, I'd say, I produce, I'll produce this video for you uh, at no cost, but I want to be in your program. I want to be uh, up on the wall of the event. And I would also choose the events very wisely, you know, events that doctors and lawyers and people were at uh, because I, I needed to get a return on my investment. That's good business. So... Think okay. in terms of all these things. Could you donate your product to a school event and ask, could I put my logo up? You need to know your audience. Uh, so that's my quick uh, two-and-a-half-minute okay. answer on that one. Cool. Uh, let me get my phone to open up again with my face. This phone's going to end up in the wall, people. Well, and we won't go into the new uh, leaf blower I bought that you're already We're not going to talk with. about the leaf blower. Okay. Now, here's one that neither of us have really worked with, but I'll, I'll ask this and see what you think. Should I hire a family member to work for me? Never. Okay, moving on. Well, I mean, what? And, and I'm going to flip that in, into an answer too. But tell me what, why you say that that doesn't well, work. I guess you, I should so say Abby. Abby helps you out. Another thing. Abby has helped me out That's in the past. Daughter. That is my daughter, um, and I've only allowed her to help me because she is me, just in a younger version. She is as meticulous and as picky as things come. I've seen, I've seen it um, from prior family um, outside of my, but another family wasn't a family-owned business, but all family worked there, and how that always created more drama, mm -hmm. family drama, when an individual wasn't working as they should, or that person was doing something, and it just, without going into a lot of specifics, I've just seen it go sideways yeah, yep, quick. Yep. And I've seen some things that John experienced in other things with family. Doesn't matter what, what kind of quote unquote business it is, where family can tend to create bigger problems and, here, here, and hurt your business or your whatever it may be here, here's in a negative way. I would warn anyone who has a family business and in that family business, there are also non-family members who are employees. The simple fact of the matter is, unless you're an incredible balance of power that I've never seen before, the regular non-family employees will either get intimidated, upset, because 
decisions get made around the family dinner table. You know, the business, hey, we're sitting around, we're talking, hey, we should make this blue instead of red. And then you go to go the next day, and the guy who is not part of the family or the lady who's not part of the family, hey, we decided last night to make this red. It's like, oh, but uh, I didn't get it. I've worked for you for how long, and you listen? So that creates problems. So yes. you have to be very aware of the fact that if you are mixing family and non-family members in a business, you better be riding that line very closely. And I'll, I'm just going to add one other point because you mentioned it earlier, partnerships. Um, Pastor Gary Cassie, uh, Faith Life Now, television, I, I work with him, great guy. Uh, I remember at a conference once, which I was doing the media with, somebody asked him, what do you think of partnerships? And he, I, I can't remember the exact words, but it was basically, no, don't ever do a partnerships. I hate partnerships, whatever it is. Uh, and I thought if Gary says that, that's very strong. And I could, I could not agree more. Um, partnerships seem great. You got a, you got your buddy, you got your friend, and everything sounds fine until one of you are eventually gonna, one's gonna want to throttle up, and one's gonna want to throttle back or go a different direction. And you're a partnership, so suddenly now somebody gets offended, and then you're doing all the work, and my partner, and now there's resentment. And and to go back to a Terry and Renee Dismore thing. Unity is broken, and now your business is busted, and you can't walk away from it because the papers say you both own it. Yep. So you just you just screwed yourself. So I am not, I'm not a fan of partnerships. I've I've had a couple. I've got people we work with, and I've told them this is not a partnership. I'm going to run this, and that's not. Uh, it, it's just to keep us friends because I'd rather have you as a friend than a, a mad partner. So. You have one more? Or uh, yeah, I have, okay. I I have throw one. Throw one at you if, if you didn't have one. No, I was going to give you one because what you do is just sometimes baffling to me. Um, and this, well, just how, so here it again. So okay. how is it, because you know I struggle with this on what I do. Okay. How is it that you have developed, without giving away too much information, how have you developed your pricing? I was way underpriced at the beginning. I would still argue I am way underpriced now for my production company. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think I'm fair, and for the what I do now... Now, it, where did you get those prices? Because I have worked in the industry for a while. Exactly. Um, I knew from the places that I worked that did commercial production that there has been, and this has gone on for 20 years, which is cr- quite amazing if you think about it, there's always been a rough number of $1,000 per finished minute. So if you want a 90-second production, it's typically $1,500. Now, I somebody listening to this who has their own production company it will roll over and say, oh my gosh, you're kidding me. That should be $4,000. But it depends on what you're doing and sure. how you're offering it. For me and for Ondo Media, I am the writer, producer, director. I'm a one-man band, which means I'm not hiring writers, producers, lighting people, and so forth and so sure. on, typically. So I know what I can charge and and make it effective and affordable. Now, if somebody comes in, which we've had clients come in and say many times, uh, we are looking for um, cranes and shots and things which I don't typically service, but I will rent them and I will hire the people. Well, yeah, now my pricing just went up because on top of my rate, my day rate, mm-hmm. um, I have to add on those rentals. So. To be clear, basically, I how I start is I, I have a, a, a day rate, essentially. I have my own equipment, uh, and I kind of write that into the cost, but it's basically, I've, I've, I've instead of renting equipment, I bought my equipment, I own my equipment, therefore, 
I'm not paying anything else, so just pay me my day rate, and you get all that stuff with it. So it's, it's like a freelance concept for me. Now, it may not work for everyone else, but for me, since I don't have the overhead of a facility and additional employees, I'm just looking for you to pay me and what most people will pay in television, anywhere from 1000 to $2,000 a day for the talent part okay. of this. So let me ask a follow-up to that. Yeah. Did you do any... Um, what we refer to at work all the time, benchmarking against any other companies or people like you in the area, because that's, that's always the commentary that, you know, you, you can only charge the fancy term yeah. what the market will bear. Right. So here's the other catch to Ondo Media. Although God bless you, uh, Fortune 500 companies, I would love to have your business, ondomedia.com. But for the <laughs> most part, I don't work well with big businesses because they have a committee and they hand you the script, and there's no creativity in the process. I prefer working with smaller clients that have smaller or middle-sized businesses who come in and they say, we don't know anything about this. Would you just be our guy? Instead of us hiring a production person or a video production consultant and putting them on staff, could we just pay you a retainer or have you come in once a year to do our videos? So I'm solving their problem because they don't have the money to put a person on staff. So I'm a great solution because I'm not going to cost $90,000 or $65,000. Well, you don't require 000. benefits no. and insurance and all the other stuff. So it's a different concept, and and it's and it's and I'm not trying to compete to get – I would love to have a $40,000 gig every week, but I'm not trying to get that. I, I'm trying to work with small, medium business and have fun with them. And I know this sounds weird, but this is part of the vision of what I want to do. I, I've worked my butt off most of my life. And when a client calls me up, like a couple of them did today, and say, hey, we have an idea. Can you help us with this? Oh, my gosh. I am thrilled to come and help them. Versus, uh, you know, we have a big a big budget, and we have a script that's been approved by the attorneys, and we're going to make 5,000 changes on the script on you, and you're going to have no creative control. <laughs> yeah. Not interested. I would rather, yeah. I would rather make $5,000 and build a project that the client and myself just enjoy seeing, and we solve the problem then make $40,000 on something that's a pain in the rear end and it, it doesn't have any signature of my creativity on it. So to tie this all back around to why we did this today, we just want to, we, we are a, a podcast that's here to encourage small business. So if you're in a situation where you're thinking, why should I start my business? Uh, why did I start my business? And these kind of questions are running in your head. I hope this has reminded you that uh, money isn't everything. It is important. You should be making a profit. But if, if you're in a case where maybe uh, starting your own business gives you more time with your kids or gives you more abilities to, to do, do other things in life or slow down, uh, you know what? Then that's a benefit and that's a payoff, just like cash. That Owning a small, small business is challenging. It is not easy. But boy, it has rewards, and it yeah, it and, has many things outside the dollar. But that you are have priceless. To, but you have to be a person that that has value to you. Yes. If it doesn't, and you're somebody who it likes to do the assembly line, and you can clock out and go home, you know what? I there's parts of that I really appreciate and really would love to to do that because it's it's not what I have as a job. But on the flip side, I have other advantages that people who do assembly lines don't get to do either. So it's 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 not a right or wrong. Nope. It's what is the best fit for you. And if you're somebody who's, as Angel said, wants to drive your car off the road going to work because you don't enjoy your job, there's something wrong and you should change that. And maybe a business is a good idea. So 
I have my small business, AKA I call it a hobby. And when someone says, why don't you open your own bakery? I don't want the headache, which is why I don't yeah. do it. But if someone said to me, I could retire and I could go work for someone because what it really is for me is the activity of doing it. Gotcha. So that for me, it's the action of baking. It's the, it's the process of creating do I love it when someone says, oh my God, yeah. your thing was this or that or great or beautiful or awesome? Of course I do, but I have no problem. And that's just my personality because um, I do it every day. I have no problem making other people look good as well yeah. because what I do, the doing is what I enjoy. You may, you, you're a hero. So so if you want to find out more information about our companies, angelscustomcupcakes.com is her cupcake site. If you're Central Ohio, uh, Check her out. And if you are interested in media consulting, churches that have need live stream or media consulting, um, I'm a media influencer is what I kind of titled myself lately. And ondomedia.com is the website for my company. And we do podcast production along with many other things. And we would love to help you out as well. So until next time, keep living the dream. Connect with John and Angel via Facebook and Instagram and let us know your thoughts. Marketing Media and Cupcakes is a production of Ondo Media.